Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Oh, hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. It's a good day to be a member of the Watchdog Morning Show team and of our audience. 709, almost 710 as a matter of fact here on the Watchdog Morning Show, Bob Slider, Howard Monroe. We are here to entertain you and inform you over the next couple of hours. Hopefully you will be uh, with us for much of that time. You can join us on the uh, Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600. You can join us on the Frio Stack auction service phone line by calling in 304-232-8255. Or you can join us just by sitting back, drinking your coffee, turning on your headphones, your earphones, and uh, just listening to us, however you choose to do it this morning. Uh, a cool morning like it's been lately, 61 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 58 at the Highlands, 60 in Elm Grove, and 60 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. A little bit of light fog floating around outside, mixture of clouds and sunshine during the day today. Temperatures 72, 74, somewhere around there. Tomorrow, pretty much the same thing. We'll be in the low 70s, some clouds in the morning, a sunny day during the day, and the weekend should be uh, pretty nice. So that's what we have to look forward to here. Down in Florida, they're not... Uh, man, this hurricane... You know, we talk about the weather every day, Bob. This hurricane down there is... Uh, I, I thought it was going to be just a typical hurricane, but they say this could be a record-breaking hurricane, um, creating catastrophic... Uh, problems down there, catastrophic surges. Uh, it's going to be, I think it either is or will be a Cat 4 sometime during the day today, so that's uh, pretty bad. It is spinning off tornadoes. How big a hurricane is it? It's got baby hurricanes, little tornadoes. It's spinning off all around there. It's a mess down there. It sounds big to me, uh, and it seems like it's one of those storm, Howard, that's picking up steam before it hits land or it gets near land. It's uh, The number's going up. Whatever that number, that hurricane number is, right. it, you don't want to go up is going up. Uh, I have not seen a lot of uh, footage of, uh, is everybody evacuating or are they telling everybody it's perfectly clear you have to get the hell out of here? They are telling everybody to get out. However, Governor DeSantis yesterday said, look, those of you who haven't gotten out already, hunker down now. Now, now you got to hunker down. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> trouble is on the way. Uh, quoting Governor DeSantis, who I'm not a fan of, but I think he's acting gubernatorial here. This thing is powerful. If you're inside, just hunker down. Hopefully it gets past you. You don't want to mess around with this thing. There are going to be things flying all over the place. Just hunker down. We hope you stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. There, we there go. you go. Um, storm surges are going to be as high as, let me see, I saw last night on CBS News, nine feet. Uh, but I read this morning they're talking about 12 to 15 feet above ground level, above ground level. And I'm watching it on TV, Howard, as you're talking about. I'm watching him track it. It's coming from the bay there, and it's coming uh, through the uh, northern panhandle. So this isn't something that's hitting the southern tip of, of right. Florida. This is kind of passing up the southern tip and coming right through the panhandle 
and then I guess going to veer through Georgia, and then I don't know, is it coming all the way up the coast? Have well, they determined what it's going to no, do? No, here's what's interesting. Now, of course, the hurricane tracks are really hard to track, and maybe Adam will have more coming up a little bit later on in our weather segment. <laughs> One of the possibilities is it's going to surge up the, the, uh, the left coast there, uh, go across uh, Florida, and go back out to sea, all right? And that sounds good. Oh, back out to sea, except one of the possibilities is it may then turn around and come back and do the whole thing again. That's a possible track they're talking about. It will go out to sea, turn around, come back and hit Florida again. Will it come up here? That's a big question for Adam. Of course, the answer is nobody knows, but... Do we prepare for some blow-off of this coming up here? I, I just don't know. Right now they have it as a Category 3, Howard. Right. And, again, this I'm looking here at CNN who says they anticipate it uh, uh, being a Category 4. And how quickly is it going up? Uh, I have a story here in front of me, which I printed out at midnight last night to prepare for the show. And at midnight last night it was a Category 2. Now it's a 3, and they're saying it's going to be a 4. Uh, the National Weather Service forecast office says the track and intensity could be unprecedented in modern record keeping. Quote, there are no major hurricanes in the historical database going back to 1851 that have been like this. We've never seen one like this. Again, just another sign that uh, our maker is fed up with everybody. That's, that's, I, mean, it's, it's, I, I don't want to joke about it. It's not a joke. But every day, there's a reason I put this weather stuff up front every day. There, There is something going on here, you know. Uh, whether you uh, want to turn it into a political climate change conversation, and that is a fair thing to do. Whether you want to turn it into a God is out for vengeance conversation, that's a fair thing to do. Uh, if you just want to throw your hands up in the air and go, Mother Nature is mad, that's okay. All I know is, you know, again, do we run them all down? <laughs> Maui is burning. Canada's been on fire for six months. Uh, tornadoes came to the Ohio Valley this summer. Uh, California last week had a, uh, a hurricane that they've never had before, dumping more water than they ever had before. Now, Hurricane, uh, and how do you pronounce this, by the way? Dahlia? I call it a Dahlia. I heard C C that sounds good. Yeah, I heard him on ABC saying it's a different way. Anyways, the hurricane in Florida could be, well, there are no major hurricanes in the historical database going back to 1851, just like this. However you want to describe it, there's trouble afoot. And you got to think the poor folks of Maui are saying, hunker down, <laughs> hunker down. We had to flee and jump in the ocean. Well, you know, evacuating Hawaii is a little uh, more difficult than evacuating Florida. I mean, in Florida, you get on the I-95 and go north, right? In in Hawaii, you go <laughs> you, you go to the beach and you go, well, huh, where where do I go now? Where do I go now? So anyway, I don't mean to be funny about this. This is really serious stuff uh, in its own much ma bigger way, Bob. But you know what's reminding me of was the Elm Grove flood. What was it, 2014? When was that? You would know that. I forget the year. Yeah, it was, uh, it's was. it been a while ago. I think it was closer to 2000, Howard, like 2003, 2004, maybe, something maybe like 2004, that. 2004, not 14, maybe. I remember getting the phone call, my friend Barry Crow. Howard Elm Grove, is, it was a big storm. Howard Elm Grove's underwater. Oh, boy, I know the floods. I think it was, no, Howard, you don't understand. Right. Elm Grove is underwater. 
one of those times that you just truly had to be there to believe it. I lived in Elm Grove my whole life. It's the only time I've ever seen that. People older than me lived there their whole life. They had never seen anything like that before. It just was one of those storms that just wouldn't go away. They just kept dumping the water on us. National Road and through Elm Grove, uh, the water was above cars. Cars were buried or were, were drowning in water. Cause this, and, and I saw some of the pictures from CBS Evening News last night on the Big 7. Uh, the storm surge. St- st- Remind me not to say storm surge anymore today. <laughs> I the surge of the storm. The surge of the storm um, is going to be, they said, nine feet above uh, ground level. A story here from CNN. Uh, in the Big Bend region of Florida, it will probably be 10 to 15 feet above ground level. And for those uh, that are trying to picture, saying, I, I, I don't remember that, or maybe it wasn't around here then, picture Sh- Schilling Bridge there in, uh, off of uh, Lumber Avenue, uh, underwater. You know, right. you, couldn't, you couldn't even see it. So that's how high the water was there, and it just, uh, just came up like that. So I, I couldn't help but think about that as I'm thinking about the storm. Sur- oh, I said it again. The surge of the storm. There you go, Howard. <laughs> uh, I couldn't help but think of the, uh, the Elm Grove flood and how, I couldn't believe it. Barry says, Elm Grove is underwater. And I'm thinking, it mean, fl- flooding. We've all seen flooding. I lived in the Grove. But no, no. It was, Elm Grove was underwater. And it looks like some of these towns are going to be underwater. It'll be fascinating at the end of the summer when it's over and done with. And, of course, I guess I should, maybe, not be, maybe it won't be over and done with at the end of the summer. But at some point, calculate the cost. I think Maui is probably where the most lives have been lost. Calculate the cost in terms of lives and property damage of all of these weather events this summer. It, I know it's going to be in the billions, but how much total total property damage are we going to be seeing? Well, let me be Debbie Downer for just a minute, Howard. It's August. Like I haven't been? Well, it's August. I mean, usually we yeah. see these in uh, in September. That's that's the hurricane season. So is, is this the first one? Is it going to get worse yeah, actually this, this is isn't, this is the first of the hurricane season well, that's what i'm saying so it, maybe uh maybe we'd be better <laughs> and then batting case, down the hatches out and, and then in case in case you think well winter will be okay because we had a mild winter last eh, year maybe not here is the old farmer almanac map of winter weather for the united states and if i had the video screen up you could see it uh the entire northeast from mid-texas all the way up to Maine, New Hampshire, and out all the way through Ohio, Minnesota, Michigan. Certainly West Virginia smack in the middle of it. Cold and snowy for the winter. We have a cold and snowy winter, according to the old farmer. Well, according to the old farmer, that's about the time Old Monroe goes back to the uh, home studio. Home studios will be coming. Come, yeah, home studios will be. We, I, I got to talk to uh, the, the people that put this stuff in. They got to get that thing fixed for me. I got to get back to the home studio. Hell no. with Groundhog Day. That's a sure sign of winter right there. Monroe <laughs> is going back to the home studio. Going, going back home. Going back home. Anyway, I, I, I know some of you get tired of me with all this weather talk at the beginning of every show, but it's just, it's this, this summer weather is absolutely fascinating. And although we have had our share, again, we had two confirmed tornadoes here, and we had several severe weather events. They were short-lived, and we didn't have huge amounts of problems. But, And probably I should not have said that out loud, huh? <laughs> Hitting my head. Knock wood. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, will, uh, that will stay that way. 720, 20 after the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Again, text me if you'd like to, 304-214-1600. Come on, the, somebody. Text us this morning. <laughs> anything. Get, get me off this subject if you want to. Uh, 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600 is the uh, Watchdog uh, 
uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Um, the flood, September 17th, 2004, someone says. Does that sound go. about right? Yeah, I knew it was September, and I knew it was early 2000. Okay, so September 17th, 2004. I said 14, the 4 was in my head, so 2004. That uh, uh, that makes sense. Uh, 721 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Front page of the paper this morning, just real quick. Um, what did you say hurricane was? You, you, pardon me, I'm, I'm shifting gears here. Adalia? Yeah, you, no, you said it was a 3? A uh, 3, yes. Okay, I just see a, a National Weather Service pop up said four. So well, maybe it just switched. It we like said it was uh, it was fast, churning, fast picking fast up movement. speed. Yep, exactly. Didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, my, no, did, myself. Breaking news, Howard. <laughs> um, story in the morning intel today. I just I want to put it out there because I believe in making sure that you hear what people are saying. But before I tell you this, let me say, I don't believe this for one second. I don't believe it for one second. There was a meeting in Belmont County yesterday, and folks from the uh, PTT Global, who are going to put in the uh, ethane cracker plant, were there from the Intel this morning. The possibility of an ethane cracker plant coming to the Dilly's Bottom area is still on the horizon after eight years of waiting. Now, listen, I know that these are the people who are directly involved, and I'm just a guy who knows nothing. I'm on the outside. I'm telling you right now, this project is dead, has been dead, and unlike a vampire, it's going to stay dead. It's dead, 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 dead. It's dead, Jim, dead, Jim, dead, Jim, dead, as they would say in the Star Trek Enterprise. The Belmont County T Township Trustees Association heard a report about the state of the project from PTT Global Chemical official Scott Owens. He says, quote, there's not a whole lot of change. They're still trying to find a partner. Still working with Jobs Ohio. Project leaders still very supportive of this project and in this site. But, he says, there have been issues like the COVID-19 pandemic, the war in Ukraine, concerns over the economic, uh, concerns over the economy, stymieing and delaying any progress. They are having conversations with, with potential international partners. Well, haven't they had a couple of international partners and they eventually said, niet on this? The project still remains a priority, again, quoting Scott Owens, who said the final investment decision, well, was to have been made by July of 2020. Final decision, 2020. I'm sorry, what year is this? Uh, it's uh, 2023. 2023, okay. Final investment decision made July 2020. What's mm. that tell you right there? Huh? Yeah, it tells you, no. Uh, he said if the project truly dies, the public will hear of it directly from PTT, not from any rumors. I guess he means like not from people like me. And all I, I'm just telling you what I think. I'm telling you what my spidey sense is telling me. I'm telling you what years of accumulated watching of these kind of projects tells me. But I could be wrong. I don't believe this ethane cracker plant is ever coming to Belmont County. And I, I, the smart people are already going to move on past it. We, we spent too much time planning, waiting, thinking, hoping, dreaming. The cracker plant's coming. When the cracker plant comes, well, all will be well. All will be well. No, it's not coming. It's if you were a young whippersnapper reporter with an attitude kind of like mine, <laughs> do you think it would be, I don't know, too much to stand up and say, sir, either you're a dumbass or you're standing right here <laughs> lying to us. What, which one is it? <laughs> I'm not sure, I, I, even in my young whippersnapper reporter days, I would have put it quite like that. But uh, 
Yeah, somebody's, somebody's got to stand up at some point and say, do you really expect us to believe this? One or two things, Howard. <laughs> do, you, so, do you really think that we, that we buy this? Uh, anyway, and of course, then all the officials uh, that were at the meeting yesterday, uh, state senators and uh, county commissioners and township trustees, oh, yes, we're so excited. Yes, we know it's coming. It's coming. It's not coming, people. It's not coming. It's not that I want it to be dead. It's just that it is dead. What year was that, 2020? It's been dead for three years. <laughs> and, and even longer than that. That was that was when they were like, scram, well, no, no, we'll have a firm answer. But this thing's been out there for like 10 years. Did they ever get the shovels out? Did they ever have a ceremony? I think they did, didn't they? Well, yeah, yeah. cancel that then. And, they, you know, they bought up. Uh, look, they've, they've invested millions and millions. But at some point, you cut your losses. You remember they, they toppled the power plant down over there in uh, – was it Dilly's Bottom? You could, I mean, you could watch it from the Moundsville. Oh, there was all kind of action down there. But, uh, Absolutely. I remember somebody in the know told me. They laughed at me when I said, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I'm a, I'll believe it when I see it. And they, they said, take a look. The next time you ride up Route 7 on the Ohio side going north, look, because that's all going to change. That's all going to be developed from the Moundsville Bridge all the way the to Bridgeport. Plant. Yes, it's all going to change because of this cracker plant. It's going to change everything. And he basically looked at me like I was a fool because I never once bought into it. Never, Not once. Uh, it, may I just say two words here? Wild escapes. <laughs> Exactly. Now, was this the biggest fiasco as Wild Escapes? No. no. It had a little bit because people actually came in and bought up the property, invested in the property. Was this at one time a realistic possibility? Absolutely it was. I would say if you're looking at a scale of 1 to 100, I would say, what, Howard, 85? I was, was going to give it a good 75, yeah, 80%. Yeah, absolutely. At, at one time, when this was first, this was not a boondoggle. This was not Wild Escapes. I shouldn't make that comparison. Wild Escapes was, Lord help us. <laughs> but, um, no, when this began, this was a very realistic possibility. And they began gangbusters. They bought up all the property, and they tore that uh, power plant uh, stack down, and they, they were really getting ready. And it wasn't just going to be the cracker facility itself, but there was going to be all this spinoff business. And, and that, economically, that makes sense. As the guy from PTT, Owens, said yesterday, first of all, the world changed. COVID came along. Uh, later, the war in Ukraine. I don't know. I think that's a, a late-coming problem for him. Um, more importantly, the economics of the whole thing has just, has just changed. You know, that was coming proposed online, Bob, when the fracking business was, was very young here in the Ohio Valley. And we have all seen how it has changed over the last decade. And, Howard, you were in the know. I was not in the business at that time. I was actually in the, the gas business. Uh, but to me, the, the word on the street, the scuttlebutt around, and maybe, maybe they're saying I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong on this. But the, the residents, the, the, the citizens – Never really bought into it 100%. Never, not, not just because they said, I don't believe it until I see it. But there was always those safety issues. You know, what's going to happen? All that gas mm -hmm. stored under the ground. What the hell is going to happen here? And to me, look, the jobs, that's always the issue. You want jobs. You want people to make a better living. But there was always a question. You agree with that? I do. And, and, and we, when we talk about the jobs, we, we forget 
We just talked about this a couple weeks ago with Sean O'Leary from the Ohio River Valley Institute. And prior to that, we talked with someone else about the Manakin plant. One thing that was made clear, if you listened carefully, was if the cracker had come to fruition, huge, like 10,000 construction jobs. It would have been huge construction jobs. Great for the construction industry. I wish it could have happened, but it didn't. And then there would be small, the, the cracker plants don't require that many people, just like gas wells don't. Then there would be relatively smaller number of people actually employed in the fracking industry. The real benefit was going to come when ancillary industries who wanted to be around the fracking plant would then grow up. And again, that makes absolutely economic sense. But the, 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 the industry has changed. Fracking has changed. Um, they are doing more fracking. Uh, they're, they're doing more uh, uh, cracker plant type things around the Gulf Coast. Well, maybe not today. <laughs> around the Gulf Coast, um, and just uh, things have changed. We had that report from Manac a couple weeks ago where in that area they've actually lost jobs since the frac cracker went in. They lost jobs. Never came close to expectations. They lost tax dollars. Uh, all of the economic indicators they thought they were going to hit went down, and the prediction for the other cracker plants are very much the same. Again, we talked to Sean O'Leary just last week about that. So anyway, I, I look – I'm just a guy on the radio. I really, I'm just a guy on the radio. Sometimes I'm in the know, and I'll tell you that, and sometimes I'm not, and I'll tell you that. I'm not in the know. I'm just telling you what I know. And what I know is this cracker plant ain't going to come to fruition, despite what Mr. Owen says. And you know what? They may believe it. And it may be somewhere in PTT Global Land, there could be a book where it says uh, Belmont County Cracker Plant, and they haven't yet scratched it off the list. I, I, I'll believe that. It's still sitting there, and every once, every six months, some super big executive says, Belmont County, what do you think? Nothing to report? Okay, let's move on. But send Larry down to do his thing that we pay Larry $180,000 a year to do. He goes, he's going to go in there, and he's going to talk to people like, well, you know what? We're still on. We've had a little bit of setbacks. All That's right. what Larry does. Speaking of setbacks, let me see. By now, we should have talked about all this WVU stuff. I've got a whole ton of WVU stuff to talk about. I wanted to talk about an ABC News story about the Whopper, uh, and I have not have time to get to any of that. Can we? Would can I? Is it okay if I go right to the news? Let's go and see if Taylor's ready, and then uh, we'll try and catch up on commercials later. Because, well, quite frankly, I um, and and you have been complicit in this. We have just talked too much here in this first half hour. It's already seven thirty-one twenty-nine to the hour. Here's Taylor. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your seven news headlines on this August the thirtieth. Three people in Marshall County pled guilty to felony crimes against children. Marshall County Prosecuting Attorney Joe Canestrero says 32-year-old Jessica Nolan of Bridgeport, 36-year-old Donald Wilburn, and 22-year-old Emily Miller of Benwood are all sentenced to prison. Nolan pled guilty to three counts of child abuse causing bodily injury by a parent, guardian, or custodian. Wilburn pled guilty to sexual abuse by a parent, guardian, custodian, or person in a position of trust and sexual abuse in the first degree. Miller also pled guilty to child abuse causing serious bodily injury by a parent, guardian, or custodian. All of these cases were heard by Judge Richard Wilson in Marshall County Circuit Court. For more details, you can head on over to our website at WTRF.com. 
Over to Brook County now, construction for their centralized ambulance station has come to a slight halt following tanks that were found beneath the property. After some research was done, officials found out an old gas station used to be there in the 1950s, but these tanks were not on the DEP tank registration. DEP and EPA representatives were dispatched to the site for soil samples. Those lines and tanks have since been removed and officials say preliminary testing has come back clean and no cause for concern. Commissioner Tommy DeSirio says all the proper precautions were taken when the tanks were discovered. He says they are still waiting on some official test results. The project is only set back about a month, but in that time, part of the part one beautification process of the site has taken place with tree removal. And the Wheeling Vintage Raceboat Regatta is receiving its finishing touches. Everything is set to get underway Saturday morning. After their final meeting was held yesterday, the races will be both on Saturday and Sunday at Heritage Port. People will be coming in from all over the country to take part in this year's regatta. All proceeds go towards Easter Seals. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Life is full of uncertainties, but with Front Apple Merca Insurance, you can be prepared for whatever comes your way. We work with multiple top-rated insurance providers, ensuring you get the best coverage at the best price. Auto, home, life, health, or business, you name it, we've got you covered. Front Apple Merca Insurance is committed to protecting what matters most to you, so you can have the peace of mind. We are proud to serve Marshall County and the entire Ohio Valley. Front Apple Merca Insurance, your trusted insurance partner. Find us online at www.myfbins.com. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands. Dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I want to thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Our friends here on the Watchdog Morning Show at 736, 24 before the hour. I really did miss a huge amount of stuff I was going to get into in the last half hour, uh, but I think we're okay. We, the, the Florida hurricane is a big deal. We'll talk more about it with Adam in a minute or two and, and uh, the cracker plant as well. Um, a couple of stories I wanted to get into in depth uh, already, and maybe we'll do it later, but at least 
quickly put them on the table here. Uh, WVU Faculty Senate is calling for a uh, vote of no confidence in E. Gordon Gee. Phi Beta Kappa, the National Honorary uh, Fraternity, uh, says they may withdraw their chapter at WVU, the only chapter of Phi Beta Kappa in the state of West Virginia, because of the proposed changes in the language arts department at WVU. And uh, E. Gordon Gee and the WVU administration has modified, not changed, not stopped, they have modified some of their plans, particularly with foreign languages. They're still going to eliminate much of it, but not all of it. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. The Wheeling Inn Project went to uh, proposals, uh, requests for proposals went out yesterday. So people will now be offering their bids on what they think should be done where that old property is when it comes down. We'll talk about that with Frank O'Brien tomorrow here on the Watchdog Morning Show. And uh, when we have a chance, I want to get this story that ABC News had. Did you hear the story about the the folks who have sued Burger King, Bob? No, I have not. Well, they sued because the Whopper they got wasn't didn't wasn't like the Whopper they saw on the billboard. Is that a thing now? Can we sue if our fast food doesn't look like the advertising that they do for fast food? Because I got a lot of suits I'd like to bring for, if that's the case. Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of damages they're looking for, but that's uh, to me, it's ridiculous. So. I mean, look, do we not all know when you see that gorgeous Big Mac and cheese on a TV commercial, which is dripping with juices and the cheese is just properly melted, and you just you want to actually just right on the TV screen because it looks so good. Do you not know they spend five, six, seven, eight hours with that one burger trying to get it ready for TV? I mean, come on, people. Right, and they're losing track with the reality because now that's going to open up a whole can of door uh, worms. I wouldn't go through. Uh the drive-thru without my lawyer in the car then because they're going to screw something up. You know they're going <laughs> to screw something up. They do it all the time. You know, I mean, look, I, I have a lot of problems with a lot of the fast food restaurants and fast food food preparation. Sometimes you get a – sometimes I get a great quarter pounder with cheese, and sometimes it's like, oh, boy, what, who did this? But I don't ever say it doesn't look like the advertised version. They never look like the advertised version. And, and what's the sense of arguing? I mean, you're already through it. You take it home most of the time. It's just, again, that has turned me off. From, yeah. But this does, too. I mean, come on. You don't have yeah. a lawsuit there. It, it, I don't think so, either. Uh, let's see. 304-214-1600, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Uh, what did you devour for supper last night, Howard? We, uh, my wife made ham loaf. We had ham loaf. Something different, so we had that. All right. I will be honest. My wife made ham loaf, and we had ham loaf. My oldest son decided he was going to Figueredi's, and he was. Would you like something, Dad? Exactly. And I said, No, 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 no. I, your, your mom's made ham loaf. I have ham loaf. And he goes, Hmm. Pan fried veal or ham loaf? Oh, pan fried veal, huh? Hmm. Side of spaghetti with Figueredi's sauce? Mm. I tell you what, just for a spare, why don't you get me some pan-fried veal and this and a side order of spaghetti? And I'll have the ham loaf, too. So I don't know why this texture wants to know, but what did I devour for supper last night? Well, I had uh, pan-fried veal from Figueredi's with spaghetti, uh, and then I had uh, ham loaf courtesy of my wife. And I must say, they both were we're very, very good. Uh, let's see what else here off the Frio Stack auction service uh, talk li- uh, hotline. <laughs> the uh, the Whopper on the bill- billboard is made of plastic. Yeah, that's that's one big difference. It's not just like the Whopper on the billboard. Here, you want a you want one like on the billboard? It's plastic. That's uh, 
That's a very good point. Um, all right. Seems like I missed something else here, but I don't know. Oh, cracker plant. Manaka's not too crazy about the cracker plant either. Indeed, and we talked about that last week or a couple weeks ago with the report that just came out in Manaka where all the numbers, the goals that had been predicted, none of them were hit. Uh, Frio Stack, Oxervis text line, they tore Dilly's bottom down. They tore Dilly's bottom down. Well, not really. I mean, Was there much there to begin with? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I mean, taking a shot at anybody, but come on. What was there? You know the place that I thought was going to just – Boom. I did. Van Dines. We go down there all the time. You thought you couldn't get in. Is that where you're going? Yes, it's exactly. It I thought you couldn't get in the parking lot here. Van Dines, uh, one time was a, a big restaurant motel down there. It still is a great little home, great place. hometown diner. We go down there a couple of, you know, a couple times a month. I love Van Dines. And their home-cooked food is just great. But they're right there on the side of Route 7. Would have been right smack where the, the cracker... I, I envision them becoming one of the biggest, most bustling, exciting restaurants in the entire Ohio Valley. Oh, this is perfect. And they're the kind of food that the Cracker Plant employees would like to have for ah, I thought Van Dines was going to just, woo! Guess what? No, so. Nah. No, so. But they're doing fine. But they are doing fine. They're absolutely, absolutely doing fine. So, um, Good for that. So that been my luck, though, Howard. A little inside information. Oh, yeah, this place is for sale. We'll get it cheap. You know, we'll we, make, we'll didn't we, we actually talked about that, right? <laughs> now, I talk with people about that. I'll tell you, here's a great investment. This cracker plant. Can't miss. This great hometown diner right there on Route 7. It's smack dab in the middle of everything. It's perfect. It's the perfect type of food they want. It's it's Big a hometown place. diner. It will be just the thing. The only difference will be the line will be out the door. Get there early. It's it's going to be a, what a great investment it would be. I don't know of anybody who listened to me. Probably it's wise because <laughs> it's a, nothing's happening there. But they, although now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's time for a Van Dyne's visit. I have to I have to give some thought to that. 18 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I wonder what's happened to Adam. Did we, we lost him one day earlier? He's busy. This, He's tracking that storm. Well, it could well be. I, it could be that he's trying to see if the storm's coming up this way. Didn't we? We, we lost him one day earlier this week, too, I think. He's a busy guy. Uh, he is. So let's take a break and come back. Uh, we'll do sports. Uh, maybe Adam will be here. Maybe not. I don't know. We shall see. Watchdog Morning Show underway for a Wednesday. Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. So, so. The owners of First Choice Realtors are excited to announce they are now accepting applications for new real estate agents. The expert staff of First Choice Realtors will provide assistance to all applicants toward a successful pathway to a new career. First Choice Compensation Package for existing real estate agents is now offering up to 80% commission 
Hurry and call now. 100% guaranteed application acceptance. 304-242-9601. The timeless sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the Polka Showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Once in your life you find her Someone who turns your heart around And next thing you know you're closing down the town Wake up and it's still with you Even though you left your way across town Wondering to yourself Really good song. Good movie, too. Good movie, too. Your girl, who I call a guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Call her a guy. Liza looks like a dude to me. She, she's, she's, she's not as beautiful as Bet, but uh, she has her very own, uh, very own unique gorgeousness. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't understand, Liza. But I don't understand. You just got, you ain't got no cooth, Bob. You ain't got no cooth about women. Uh, Liza Minnelli, gorgeous woman, great singer, great performer. Went a little heavy on the booze from time to time, but she, but she was okay. Uh, Christopher Cross, right? Absolutely. Great yeah. song. Great song from the movie Arthur, which was, Arthur 1 was hilarious. Arthur 2, the problem with Arthur 2 was Arthur 1 was all about how funny it was to be drunk and live through life, you know, driving. I couldn't do that today. Could you, you? Well, yeah, Arthur too was even getting a little sketchy. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It isn't so. Isn't quite so uh, funny anymore. I look for a uh, mixture of sa- clon- uh, What's what that? is wrong with me today? What is wrong with me today? I'm stuttering all over the place. I shouldn't tell you this because my wife will yell at me. I ran the car over the curb block, pulling into the, <laughs> into the parking Uh-oh. lot this morning. And when I took my first drink of coffee here, I spilled the whole stuff all over my shirt. I know what it is. What is it? Need a Pepsi. I know what it is. I do need Pepsi. You're right. I do. (laughs) Pepsi's calling you. You got any Pepsi in the back there? You might have. I don't have any Pepsi. Hold on. Let me listen just for a second. We're here, Howard. We're here. Think they're back or out? Oh, boy. Hey, a mixture of sun and clouds through most of the day today. We have a little bit of fog out there right now. Going to be pretty pleasant. Temperatures in the low 70s, 72, 74, somewhere around there. Tomorrow, much of the same thing. High temperatures in the low 70s. A few passing clouds, but otherwise going to be a nice and sunny, clear day tomorrow. Sunshine in the 70s again. Upper 70s come Friday. Move into the 80s uh, on Saturday. 
and uh, sunshine will continue into the weekend. Low 80s on Saturday, mid 80s on Sunday, 90s come Labor Day Monday. So it looks like a really nice weekend, looks like a nice week um, and pleasant throughout the work week. Picking up close to 90, though, by the time we get to the... uh, uh, get to Labor Day Monday. Uh, 7.48 does until the hour. Hey, I don't know if you can put uh, put this in slider on sports or not. So if you are, I'll ask. We can You can give it to me with that. Whatever happened to those two girls, women, who were shot at Chicago in the ball game? Funny you ask, Howard. We have an update. We they, have an update. <laughs> Yesterday was cut-down day in the NFL. All 32 teams had to get their rosters down to 53 players. I couldn't find any big surprises. The Pittsburgh Steelers traded guard center Kendrick Green to the Houston Texans for a six-round pick in next year's draft. The Steelers also currently have two punters, Howard. Don't need two punters. So they have two punters on their roster, so at least one more move is going to happen. Last night in Kansas City, Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes. He hit a two-run homer with two out in the eighth inning, leading the Pittsburgh Pirates to a 6-3 win over the Kansas City Royals. It was his 11th homer of the season and the fifth for the month of August. So he's still red hot. Louise Ortiz allowed just one run on three hits in five innings of relief for the win. He approves to three and four. Same two teams tonight from Kansas City. First pitch, 8-10 Eastern time. And Howard, we have an update. Update on the two women shot in Chicago. Remember Monday I had this story. Two women went to the ball game, the Chicago White Sox game, and they were both shot. And the police were baffled. They had no idea did somebody shoot them from inside they the were ballpark. Just, they were just they were just sitting, sitting there. there watching the game. Well, there's a little bit more to it now. Oh. New details have emerged, and it looks like one of the women brought the gun into the game. Excuse me? Dropped the gun as she took her seat. The gun went off, grazed her leg, and then hit her friend in the abdomen. This is where it gets a little juicy, Howard. The shooting happened during the fourth inning, and it's believed the woman who dropped the gun snuck the gun past the metal detector. You want to take a shot? She got the gun in, Howard. Oh, no. Not as bad as you think. It could have been worse. She, She concealed the gun in her belly fat. Oh, no. Like I said, Howard, it could have been worse. She can That's see not where I thought you were going with that. I, know, I can see that worried look on your face, Howard. It was concealed in her belly fat. So I guess it was embarrassing. But the crack uh, staff in the Chicago police crack force, staff? I guess so, uh, they solved the case, Howard. So congratulations. It's no longer a mystery. The lady shot herself in the leg. So shot her friend in the abdomen when the gun fell from her belly fat. <laughs> All right. Slatter so, on Sports Time 751. So we go from the image that we had yesterday. First place, I'm thinking of two probably young teen 20-ish gals just okay. there having a game, you know, maybe having a beer, watch the game. And I, a like a sniper, you know, no idea. But these right. ladies, well, that's the image that we right, have, right? Right, right. She, they were shot. Well, Maybe from the rooftop, right? Somebody, whoa, what's going on? You know, was that, what was it? Just a, that's what that's the image, at least in my head. Absolutely, because they had no idea. And now the image is a four hundred pound 
woman who is so fat, she's got rolls and rolls and rolls, carrying a gun in her belly fat. And, of course, the one would ask the question, what was she bringing the gun in in her belly fat or anything else? What was she bringing the gun for to begin with? That's exactly. I mean, after you get done laughing and saying, And the okay. other question is, does she, is the belly fat just her holster? Does that what she... Maybe she carries her gun with her at all times like that. She really conceals her oh, weapon, Lord if you know no, what I'm saying. Oh, but my. again, why would you feel the need? Okay, we there's con- you, you can carry in most places. I don't think you can have a concealed carry, and they'll let you into whatever they're calling that ballpark. It used to be Comiskey Park. And they're I'm not, not calling sure it concealed that carry really includes stuffing it in your belly fat. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the lady broke at least a couple a couple of laws here. Yeah. Her friends probably knew ha- not too happy because she took one in the belly. <laughs> so Why then, would you take a gun to a ball game with you? Again, if you're a Pirate fan, okay, I can see maybe, <laughs> just maybe, where you're thinking I'm taking a gun to the ballpark with me. And I might shoot myself. <laughs> or, yes, it's a seven-inning stretch. I am really going to protest because I'm going to kill myself because I'm a Pirate fan and I can't take it anymore. I can see that. But this is crazy. So instead of the two, you know, young girls having a good time, drinking some wine and a sniper for whatever shoot, now we have a couple of fatties there who, for something exciting probably happened, she jumped up. Well, I'm not sure she could jump. Maybe it was a home run, house. It was a fourth up, Home run! And when she stood up and raised her arm, bloop, the gun fell out, bam, goes off, hits her, and then hits her friend. I believe, yes, that's exactly how the police think it's, uh, you know, you can see him up there with the chalk line and, and the arrows coming, which direction the bullet, well, the, where did the gun come from? Well, it come from her belly. Did they admit it? Do you know? I mean, how did they find that? I'll keep you posted on that, Howard. We'll see as the story develops. We'll see if any charges. Right now, I, in my story, the, I didn't see any, any charges. How about the detective who has to do the uh, crime scene investigation? Again, buddy, it could have been a lot worse if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to put my hand in there to make sure you have no other. Do you have any other weapons? No. I'm sorry. We'll just take her word for it. I don't want to look too close here. Chief, can we take her word? No, you're going to have to. Yeah, you're a probie. You know, go. You're going to have to go and check it out. Now, it's a heck of a funny story. I I suppose we really need to say this could have been a very serious story. Again, I've said this all along. You know, when we were serious in conversation, I am a pro-gun guy. I've always been my whole life I'm a pro-gun guy. But I'm a true believer that you're really asking for trouble here when you arm everybody because, again, I'm more afraid of the accident than the serial killer coming in here killing everybody. I'm worried about this fat woman killing me because she has no idea how dangerous that gun she's concealing in her belly fat is. Without turning this into a serious gun control conversation, the reality is one of the reasons I am in favor of, of, of more kinds of, of gun regulation, not, not banning guns, but regulation, is because most damage from guns is done by, by people who, who are well-meaning. It's not criminals. It's people who are just don't know how to use them. Now, certainly if you carry it in your belly fat, I would say you don't know how to use the gun. Um, Did you get this text? We, we just got a text. <laughs> And, um, well, I, I, it's a, it was a, it's a picture we just got and it's, it's from right here in the upper Ohio Valley and some, one of our texters wanted to know if this could have perhaps been the woman. And again, I don't, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for this, Bob. 
This is a woman who has been seen lately at the uh, Perkins ramp doing her homeless job, you know, trying to get money. And, um, well, she meets the qualifications of the woman who was at the pole park, I think. I can almost see the gun. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, is, that, <laughs> is that a gun? I don't oh. know if that's a gun or not. Oh, I hope it's a gun. Uh, I have seen this woman. I have. I have seen her at the... Does she have a white sock cap on her? <laughs> she hasn't. You know, come to think of it, when I saw her, she, she did have a ball cap on. I don't know if it was a MAGA cap or a, or a ball cap or a white sock, whatever. Um, when I saw her, she was... Remember I told you the story a couple... I didn't mention there was the giant, large, 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 large woman. Uh, remember I mentioned we were talking about the life hop and stuff, but she was sleeping. She was just sitting there. Wasn't even, you know... I give them some credit when they get up and say, you know... Help. Homeless veteran help. Just sit, she's literally sleeping, just sitting there in the chair, like sunbathing, sleeping. Well, as our texter uh, keenly observed here, Howard, uh, she could have got an AK-47 into the ball game or a bazooka maybe oh, even. Oh, man, a lot. No questions asked. Come on in, ma'am. I also want to make this comment, uh, which is just uh, probably really between Bob and I. You see this right here? Am I looking at See this? Okay. Yes. This is my rundown. How are we doing day. on that hour? This is this is how I planned the show to work today. We've only got an hour to go. Hour. And for although people probably think that a lot of the shows we wing a lot of it, and we do. I actually have everything planned. I think I have planned seven ten, seven fifteen, seven thirty, seven forty eight, seven fifty. I want to tell you, and everything I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen. I have about twenty uh, things to get into the first hour. I was gonna pitch it hard. Yeah, this this whole thing just hits out the window. Let's see. Uh, we talked too long in the first segment, so we did not get to any of the top of the morning stories that, about WVU I wanted to get to. We didn't get to the latest on the Wheeling Inn. At least Frank O'Brien's coming in tomorrow. We'll get more details about that. Adam blew us off. Adam blew us off. I think he, too, was having his cat at the veterinarian or whatever. That seems to be coming a running deal around here. And um, Slider on Sports turned into a, uh, I don't know what this was we just did about the. It was an update, Howard. That was a serious story <laughs> back a, on Monday. Was, you're right. On Monday, it was like, oh, my God, what happened there? Was Poor it, woman got drilled. She went to a ball game and got drilled. Uh, that's No, she just had the gun in her belly fat. All right. Next hour, I'm going to try and get serious. Um, among our, not among, our guest next hour will be Mike Pushkin. State Democratic Party chair, there are several things going on in the Mountain State that he wants to talk about, in particular this West Virginia First Foundation. That's the group that is supposed to distribute all the opioid settlement money, the millions and millions we're getting. This organization is designed to divvy up the money in some kind of fair and responsible way around the state to help people who are addicted. Uh, Mike has got some questions about the governor's appointments to that board. Uh, a couple other things I want to talk, talk to Mike Pushing about as well. So we'll do that coming up next hour. Uh, COVID, they say, hospitalizations at least are on the rise in West Virginia. And the kids of today, Bob, they ain't boozing it up the way we used to. They're not. No, they're not drinking I as much. They're vaping it up. Uh, well, that's, I don't know what they're doing. They're not, they're, not, they're not drinking as much. I'll share the info with you coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 8 o'clock here as we head into round number two with ABC covering the world. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.